0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 10th, 2019, season 15, episode number 61. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got my crew with me. We're going to talk some Cowboys football. We can get you guys ready for this Cowboys versus Jets game coming up on Sunday. That's at 3.30 Central Time. So, uh, I guess let's first jump in and get started talking about a couple of injuries. Three guys missed practice yesterday. Uh, talk to me about Leighton Vanderesh. Uh, Dave, you mentioned yesterday he wasn't at practice. We've learned more about why he wasn't at practice. Tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on there. He's sick.
2: Uh, he came in yesterday and was feeling under the weather, and they were like, let's hold you out. And Garrett said this morning he feels better, but they're still holding him out. He came out to practice. Um, he's not padded up, but he's out there. It looks like he's rehabbing with Britt Brown and, and the training uh, the athletic training staff. Does he also have an injury, or is it just the illness? That's, well, I said it don't yesterday rehab from an illness. Right? No, no, and but I think you know it's more like if you're not going to practice, at least kind get out there and get your wind up and yeah. yeah. I, you know, people brought this up. Like it looked at times like he was hobbled in a couple of these, the Saints and Packers games specifically. He's not on the injury report with a physical ailment. Haven't heard anything about it, um, so it's not it's not related to that. You know, just nicks and knocks that happened during a football game. Yeah, I would expect he's going to play in this game. It's just you know. Illnesses, it's, I said this on the fan earlier today, is like when you have a team of highly trained professionals helping you get over the flu or a cold or whatever, it seems like athletes kick it a lot quicker than the rest of us do. So. Yeah. Talk to me about uh, Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith.
3: Well, I think that... Tyron Smith, they're still saying that he he is uh it was promising to play, but he hasn't practiced yet. They're gonna try to get him out there Friday uh tomorrow to see if he can do something. Can I do
2: my best Nick impression real quick? He's gonna play. <laughs> He's going to play.
3: I don't think so. You I, don't think I, he's going to play? No, I mean, I wouldn't say it like that.
2: Because that's, that's I'm just you, that's what you say. It's You typically say it about the other teams. Yeah, guys. You're like, but, he's going to play. He's Odell Beckham. He's yeah, gonna play. I was wrong he's, about Odell Beckham. He's Tyron Smith, though. He's Tyron Smith. He's a mutant. But I don't do that as
3: much. Like, I didn't do that about Devontae Adams. Like, Yeah, um, no, you didn't think he was going to play. Yeah. But but I, I think that I if I had to guess, I would say Tyron plays, Lyle doesn't. I agree with that. But it is the Jets. And I hope that doesn't factor into anything. But don't. It don't.
2: Okay, but see, you say it's the Jets when you're arguing whether or not you sit like you're running back. You know, like if Zeke had a knocked up ankle right now, a, you know, an ankle bruise, mm-hmm. maybe you have that conversation because you have backups. But, like, I don't want to send Dak out there against any NFL team without either of his tackles. But That's it's, a terrible idea. If the Cowboys were... 5 and 0. Oh, then yeah, you can delimit things with, well,
0: it's the Jets. Like they're 3 and 2. Right now, they need every game and I, and so for me, I don't I I would I would look at it as is he able to play or is he not able to play? If he's not able to play, that's one thing. If he's able to play, then put him out there. I don't I don't hold back just because of the opponent in my well, opinion. Not I mean, where they are right now. If uh,
3: it was if it was I think they do. I think they do that. I mean, and I don't think it's as easy as saying black white like he is able to play or he's not Yeah, he's gonna play he's probably gonna be limping around and if after the Saints game Danny I'll, I'll let you answer this After the Saints game you saw that injury you were like he's gonna miss at least one game maybe two and you're looking at it and you're like well it's the Packers you don't want to miss that one but yeah if it's the Jets you could probably miss that one get them ready for the Eagles
1: yeah but I don't think the Cowboys are in a position where they could use that as an excuse like Derek was saying like this that the Cowboys need to get back to winning games you don't want to start getting on this losing streak and and lose to the Jets who haven't won a game yet. You don't want to be that team, and then you don't have momentum going forward, and then you start losing confidence. I I agree. I don't think they're in a position where you can say, oh, but they're the Jets. If he needs another week, that's fine. And they're not near their bye week.
2: Can they win without him? I see, but that's the that's what it goes back so. to. <laughs> but see, but it's I think it's I think it's different. Like if you told me Leighton Vander Esch wasn't feeling great but on Saturday, I'd be like, nah, eh, it's the Jets, sit him. You got Sean Lee, you got Joe Thomas, you can get through this game without Leighton Vander Esch. Does that have anything to do with how he played the last game? A eh, little bit, yeah. Okay. I mean, like he's not playing that amazing right, so you anyway. Don't feel like you're missing a whole lot, but and Tyron no, Smith though, Tyron Smith is. Uh, just a different story, not only because of how good he is at his position and what he does for like everything, but also, again, I don't want my quarterback to get murdered. Right. And so if he's healthy enough to play, then I would play him. That's even in preseason games, though, right? I literally I don't want to throw my quarterback out in a preseason game. In a game game that legitimately didn't matter last year, preseason game, they sat Dak because Tyron couldn't go, and I mean Zach couldn't go either, and blah blah blah. You know,
3: I think the hardest hit that Dak has taken since I remember any of these games since he's been here, I think, was against the Saints a couple weeks ago. He threw a pass. Remember that he threw that? He threw a pass kind of to the right flat, maybe in the first half. He got smashed like oh by Witten, two the one to Witten yeah on the on the right sideline he hit
2: Witten on the sideline it was early in the game yeah I don't remember. I think Cam Jordan
3: I think it was a combination of I don't both know, of but them
2: he got destroyed I do remember and what you're talking so,
3: about. so I mean it, it happens he, he he takes hits and but like we've said a couple of weeks ago when when Cam was out there I think he was rushing the ball and forcing it I'm not saying that nobody can beat like the Jets can't win the game I'm not saying that but I'm saying if he's not healthy and they're rushing him back. I don't know if you rush them back for anyone, especially in a game like this where they should be able to win. They should yeah. be able to win. Game.
0: I think we're kind of saying the same thing because okay. I, I agree with you from the standpoint that I don't think you necessarily like rushing guys back. That's a that's a dicey thing. Rushing guys back if they can play and they can play reliably and and they're not going to cause increased damage to themselves, right. then I'm all in. But I know in the NFL, and I know that look that you have, Dave, in the NFL, like, yeah, there's probably guys that get back out there before their bodies are really ready to yeah. be back out there. Always. Um, but, I, but I also don't think that you should make that decision based upon the opponent, me personally. I think not not when you're a 3-2 team. If you're a 5-0 team, yeah, I think you have some leeway to be able to say, you know, let's take a little chance here. We think we feel pretty good that we can win without him. So let's go ahead and take that chance. At three and two, you need every game, which means, in my opinion, you need all hands on deck. Every player that is capable of playing, uh, and 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 not sit anyone that that that's you know.
3: It's really you don't it, have to. This is the difference between talk radio and like reality for what they they say because they don't even look at any of that stuff, or at least they don't say it publicly. Right. <laughs> They're just gonna be like, well, if he's ready to play he will play. Right. If he's not ready to play, he won't play. Simple as that. Doesn't matter if we're playing the AFC
2: Pro Bowl team or we're playing the Jets. And the gray happens in the room when we're not Yeah, too. when they close you the know? door and they're like, can,
3: can, can we beat these guys? What's Behind closed right.
2: doors, they absolutely say stuff sure, like that. Be.
3: How good is he going to be? Can like can he run? Who's Cam going to have to face?
2: <laughs> okay. Alright, Jordan Jenkins? Alright, cool. Uh, yeah. If it was... Yeah, I can't even. If it was a much more badass pass rusher, they're like, mm. yeah. Tyron needs to play. Tyron, Tyron. Any chance you Tired. can? maybe just get out there a little bit. Put some more tape on that bad boy. Yeah.
0: All right, let's take our first break. We'll take a little early break here. Uh, we'll come back. Dave's going to give us his breakdown of the New York Jet defense. Talked about the offense yesterday. We'll see if this defense is any better than the offense. Maybe not, but we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
2: While a player can look good on paper,
0: Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The
3: place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't
0: miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more.
3: Elliot works his way through and walks the dog.
0: Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and
3: goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown.
0: Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to the break. It is the second segment of Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and I just found out it's fair day. So we need to finish this show really, really quickly, because for those of you who don't live in Texas, the Texas State Fair, when I tell you the food is just absolutely the best. But what they do here at the Star is they started now doing a fair day here where we do
2: those kinds of food. That's for, like, it's going go, It's It's great. We work in the best place. We do. It's they, awesome. For free. Because, I mean, the fare is great, but it's not cheap. So Expensive, the fact yeah. that we can get the same food up here for free. Cotton candy oh, yeah. for lunch. Thanks,
1: I
0: Cowboys. will have a
2: stomachache by about 1.30 today. It's going to
0: so. be so great. But it's going to be worth it. It's <laughs> going to be so worth it. All right. Let's jump back in, Dave. Are you ready to give us your New York Jet defense scouting report?
2: Yes, I, I can do that. Um, uh, The New York Jets. It's honestly like they, they have... Uh, I don't want to say an impressive amount of talent, but they have more talent than I think they do on offense just because they've invested resources there. Mm -hmm. Um, They're still playing. They're playing a 3-4 under Greg Williams. Um, Leonard Williams is still there, arguably the top talent in the draft back in, I want to say, 2015. Uh, He's a 3-4 end pass rusher run stopper kind of guy. Um obviously the name the name to know if you know any name is Jam- Jamal Adams. He's their you know kind of their their leader, their heartbeat, the top 5 pick actually Hebron's own
1: Dallas Stars fan.
2: The Hebron Hammer right up the road uh here in the Carrollton area. Jamal Adams um they gave a bunch of money to Trumaine Johnson at cornerback, they gave a bunch of money to CJ Mosley. He's not going to play in this game. Good player though. Uh oh my gosh, He's good great. Play. Like that makes a world One of, of difference. Yeah. That makes a world of difference. Came up from Baltimore. <laughs> if he was playing in this game, I would be a decent bit more nervous about it. Um yeah. but the the production hasn't really it's not uh, let me let me change that. They're actually they're pretty good for what they're dealing with. Like they're 13th in in total defense uh 21st in pass yards per game not great top 10 against the run 88 yards per game 25 25th in points per game at 25 points per game which to me like it kind of reminds me of the 2015 cowboys honestly because their defense is talented enough to keep up with some of these teams and they just wear down because their offense doesn't give them a ton of help i will say yeah. the patriots kind of jumped out on them like the patriots i think scored on their first two possessions so like They're not this impenetrable unit, but they're good enough to hang with you. Like they're not just atrocious. I don't think Um, they don't get sacks though. They that's the thing is like they don't. Going back to the conversation about the tackles, they don't really have a pass rusher, not one that just strikes fear into your heart. Um, Jordan Mm -hmm. Jenkins is a name that I think you should know. Third round pick out of Georgia, he's been there for a few years. He he hasn't been amazing, but. He will probably be going against the right tackle, which will probably be Cam Fleming or um, Brandon Knight. Brand, no, I would, well, I would say Cam Fleming or Lyle Collins. I don't think Lyle's going to play, but Jason Garrett said today, if Tyron plays, then Cam would probably move to right tackle. He's their swing tackle. So they expect him to be able to do both. So I don't think it'll be Brandon Knight. Cause I think Tyron will play. If Tyron doesn't play, then it would be either way. You're talking about probably a favorable or at least a compromised matchup for Jordan Jenkins. That's something to watch. Um, Nathan Shepard, another good player. He's on a six-game suspension, so he's not there. Um, but their leading, their leading guy right now is a guy by the name of Neville Hewitt with two sacks. Um, they don't get after the quarterback that well. So th- I feel like that's a break for what is a gimpy offensive line.
3: Taco has two sacks.
2: He does, yeah. Which I'm sure. What what's the Cowboys leading three? Oh yeah, Quinton. So I mean, this early in the season, I get that, but you just don't see him, in my opinion, generate a ton of pressure. Um, another thing to watch. Brian actually wrote about this today, but Steve McClendon. Um, they got him this year. He's a new. He's their nose tackle. He's going to play head up on Travis Frederick. He's pretty good. I'd never heard of him before I started watching him and kind of reading up on the Jets, but he's a he's a good player. Typical. Nose tackle, like hard to move, trash can full of dirt, but he gets a surprising amount of penetration since that's not necessarily what nose tackles do. Uh, I think that'll be a fun matchup for Travis Frederick. We'll see who gets the better of that. But they, I think... It helps that C.J. Mosley isn't going to play, but like they could gunk this up for Zeke, and at least you know it's not just going to be a breeze. I don't think.
0: I'll throw this out. I was looking at their uh, at the running game, and I saw what you what you just mentioned about them having the seventh best rush defense in the NFL. But if you go and look at the teams that they've played, they haven't really played teams that you would consider to be power running teams. Teams that are committed to the run. Uh, They had Buffalo in week one. Devin Singletary rushed for 70 yards. He was their leading rusher, but he did it only on four carries, so he had a big run. Yeah, he broke one. Yeah, Yeah. you had uh, Chubb against uh, Cleveland. He had 18 carries for 62 yards, a 3.4 average. Uh, rex burkhart with new england chubb has been um,
2: dynamic
0: rex. though no no, no. chubb's a hell of a player no i, no, I get that I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't what i'm saying is they didn't really run a ton and yeah. i don't think you would consider them to be a team that's committed to the run like you look at dallas dallas is a team that's committed to the run there are a few teams around the nfl that are committed to the run like that and have that kind of dynamic runner um and and i don't know if they've played in them again uh, same thing for, for for Rex in New England. Same thing for Jordan Howard in Philadelphia. These are all guys that are kind of running back by committee. They run as necessary. They aren't really teams that are that you would consider to be running teams. All that being said, though, the averages are pretty good. You look at Philadelphia; they average four point eight carry. New England four point three.
2: Oh, Obviously, Philadelphia got them pretty right. good, and got and like I, you know to my amateur eye at least like i don't know how well disciplined they are like they seem like they get out of position a lot Tremaine Johnson we know him from the Rams he's the guy that started that he was one of the instigators of that brawl at training camp a few years ago he's feisty he's aggressive but like undisciplined i feel like you could use that against him uh Marcus May, their other safety, was the guy. If you remember the Jets game where Odell went like ninety-three yards, everybody was making fun of him because he sort of like ran in a yes. circle. Like he got, I thought he was the lead blocker. He got so turned around by Odell that he basically <laughs> he, ran in a circle. He
3: looked like the pace car. For yeah, he was just kind of come on like, this way to the end zone. I mean, like I'm not going to try to tackle you. He's like this is this is the path.
2: So I'm coming with you. It was I don't. Terrible. I don't think they're well disciplined. I think play action screens and things of that nature. That wasn't Adams doing that. No, well, I don't want to gush too much about Jamal Adams, but like, you 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 know where he went to school. (laughs) I just, he's so much fun to watch. Hebron, you're right. And also (laughs) Louisiana state, uh, El Presidente, President Mall. He's so much fun to watch. Like, I know, like, you want the Cowboys to win, I get that, but, like, just keep an eye on him because he's just the most fun Swiss Army knife. Like, yeah, he's a safety, but he's, like, the field general type of guy who's lining people up. His instincts are incredible. I actually, the Jets put out a video with Adam Gase I think it was the Cleveland game, but like uh, Adams is down on the line, like pointing out the splits. He's like, This is what they're going to do. And this is what I want y'all to do. And he just knifes through the line and tackles Chubb like behind the line. And Gase was like narrating it. He was like, He drives me crazy as an offensive play caller. Cause when you see a safety doing that, like you failed because he diagnosed, diagnosed the whole thing before mm-hmm. the ball was even snapped. And like, He's just that smart. Like, he drives me crazy in practice. That's what Gay said. He's like, he drives me crazy in practice because he does this three or four times a day. Yeah. Um, I would guess he's going to live in the box and try to make life difficult on Zeke. So, so we know Jabal Adams is a guy that can change the game. Is there
0: any other player on this defense that you would consider to be a dangerous player? Like, if we come in here Monday morning, win or loss— we're saying, you know, that guy made it tough on the Dallas Cowboys to do what they wanted to do.
1: I think it would be Adams, because Mosley's out with hamstring.
0: Quan? Yeah. Hamstring. Well, we know, we know Adams. Wrong, yeah. I'm anything. assuming I Adams. Just, I'm everything. saying beyond Adams.
2: Is there anybody? I, th-
1: I don't think there's one that I would say is, I think is a major threat.
2: Leonard Williams is probably better than he gets talked about for, but that's the position that he plays. You know, like yeah. it's a kind of a thankless position. Um but again, like you're talking about, like if they gunk up the run game, I think that could be why. And and he could put some pressure again, if you're you're talking about a compromised offensive line and, and McClendon too, for that matter. I mean, if, you know, Frederick, we'll see how he handles that. Cause like, you don't see the center. I mean, you don't see guys have one-on-one matchups that often, like centers are typically available to help out with guys to either side of them. And I don't think that's going to be the case this week. So
3: I mean, that's that's the point in the game where, you know, and we all know this. If, if they don't run the ball, then you, you're putting everything on Dak. And Dak at times can can do well, but if he's having to press too much, like we saw last week, he could struggle. And when you look at the offensive line, Tyron's banged up. He may not play. Lyle's banged up even more. He might not play as well. Uh, Zach Martin's been dealing with a back injury. Frederick, I think Frederick is, is back to 100%, but we'll see against a matchup like this. And Connor Williams, I think, is the weakest part of the line. When they're all healthy, he's had his moment. So when you look at the Jets, you got McClendon, who you said is a, is a you know a good player in there. You got a first round pick and uh, top six pick, I
2: think, in Leonard I think Williams. Sixth overall, yeah. And you got a top pick in Quinnen Williams, right? He's uh, I didn't he's even mention Quinnen Williams. He's well, he's been hurt. He's limited. Um, first round pick, t- top three, top pick. three, monster. monster, yeah, monster. And then you know, and then you that's got... something to watch. He's been on the injury report. Not one hundred percent sure if he's going to play. And then I don't know if that Anderson,
3: is it Henry, Harry Anderson, Henry Anderson, the guy that had a shoulder, he, he's he been a good player for pull, them. He had, pull up the injury he had eight record. sacks for them last year. So, and he's a guy that, that play, they, they have a lot of guys. He's an
2: interior guy. Yeah. I think he's a tackle. I won't be surprised if running the ball is a challenge for them in this game. It's like everything we just said about their front. And yeah. then if there's a safety who can really limit what you do in the run game, Jamal Adams is one of them. Um, so this is huge for Gallup and, and Cooper because yeah.
3: they can beat anybody off the line. And We've that's, seen that. And they're going to have to just stretch it that way, and then
2: I know. like that matchup. Like May Marcus May, the, the other safety, he was a second round pick. He hasn't really lived up to the the hype of where he was drafted. I think Tremaine Johnson's a pretty overrated player. I Think there was like a there was a report that came out that like the Jets are concerned that he doesn't really care about football. This was like a month ago or something <laughs> like that, which yeah. never something you want to hear about a guy that you gave yeah. a boatload of money to. Um, but yeah, it's I mean I like that matchup for the receivers, which makes me feel better about the fact that it might be a tough day for Zeke.
1: It's just a matter of not shooting yourself in the foot.
2: Mm-hmm. which has been a problem for them. You know, because
3: you're right, and you say that, and that sounds very cliche, but it's not. You get a holding penalty, it's first and 20. Now, now running the ball a couple times with Zeke is not favorable because even if he has four yards of carry, you're still looking at third and 12. So, you know, you can't get behind the chains that way. Uh, I think that they're better equipped than they were last year to, to make that. I mean, have first and 25, and they got just throw it deep yeah. deep to Zeke here. You know? Deep to Zeke. Deep to Zeke, right in front of Garrett, kind of. We thought it would, that was going to get him off the hook but it didn't. No. <laughs> we still talked about it.
2: People started saying ball don't lie when that happened and it made me laugh. Like Rashid Wallace, you know. Mhm. It was funny. Good. Sorry. Okay. Right. But All right. yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say but throw stop the ball. apologizing.
0: Um we, throw we'll the take ball. our final we'll take our final break here. We'll come back. Let's get some questions. 888-855-2297 is the number again. 888-855- 2297. You can also hit me on Twitter. I've already gotten some questions rolling in there. Well that when we come right back, this is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal.
2: Uh, it's okay.
1: Just okay? What's not too? It's
2: right above the subway!
1: Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the
2: That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot
1: parties from sad drinks. It's why they made elevation tumblers.
2: Rumor around the crock pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes up to 64-ounce. The growler. Mm. I like how OtterBox drinks. I mean,
1: thanks. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com.
3: Back to the break. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium when they return home Sunday, October 20th. They take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Get your tickets now at dallascowboys.com. Limited tickets there for that game. Night game, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Sunday right? Night Football? Yeah. yeah. Sure. October. Yeah, after this game. With- we don't look past the Jets, Nick. We take Wait, it you, one you, game oh, you, at a time. you saying the
0: Philadelphia game is night game. That's
2: yeah.
0: I don't think so.
3: Well,
1: no, I think it is.
0: To, do, to do this it, it, read Sunday for single-game
3: tickets, I had to look ahead of it's that game. The next time the Sunday Cowboys play at home, because you're going to be watching this one. You're going to be excited about what you see.
1: You're going to want to go to AT&T
3: Yeah, they're like, oh, they kicked that team in the green's ass. Let's do it again. Huh. Even though I don't think they're wearing green. I think the Jets are wearing white, I believe. Cowboys will be in blue again this wearing weekend. Wearing a lot of blue this year. They, eight games, games with week blue. Up. I don't know if I've ever seen the Cowboys. Cowboys and Jets. I actually it's think white it's white and blue like that, maybe. I think I it's know.
2: six games in blue and two games in color rush. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. So yeah, I already right. did one color rush, right? Yeah. So Thanksgiving will be the other, I assume. I think it's actually the Vikings. Really? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. That'll look cool. Will Could, it? I don't know. <laughs> A lot of Calls. Uh, all <laughs> over You know what? place it's, right now, Nick. It's refreshing to me that. We'll see 3 different uniforms with regularity instead of 14 yeah. games in the whites. I kind of wish we'd have more. Like I wish the I'm NFL saying. would just go the route of like college and give me a lot of
0: different variety. Oregon.
3: Not that much variety.
0: I'm going to pound
2: variety. I'm going to pound the drum for a royal blue Cowboys uniform until I get it. It's going to be Look
3: weird if it matched the other colors
2: right? on the uniform, Wouldn't that right? be
3: crazy? Yeah.
2: Match no, the that helmet
0: color? Pretty uh pretty cool. All right, let's get to uh, some calls. You guys call us, 888-855-2297. You can also hit us on Twitter. You can hit me at Derek Eagleton. I will take your questions that way. We have a call first from Pierre in Shreveport. Pierre, what up? 318.
3: Hey, hey man, what's going on? How you doing? I'm okay, sir. I have a question about the coaching.
0: Okay. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay, are we ever going to get us a coach that's going to go for blood? I mean, the way that Garrett is calling our game, he's always happy about everything. And I am just i just want a coach that has a little bit more fire on him and, and that I hold a player accountable on television and not, you know, say go for him at, at the press conference. Is this a recorded call? Like, is this live or did you call last week? Cause, I, mean, I did not call. I mean, week, I, I, I'm just saying of all the times to make that uh-huh. call, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think it would be this week. Well, sir, I mean, I'm <laughs> – I'm just uh, I'm a cowboy fan and I've been here to the good and the bad. You watch uh, the Packer game? And, yes, sir. I watched the whole game. It was it was uh heart wrenching. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I, I hear what you're saying and I I know one game doesn't change everything and all that, but like it's just funny that that, that Garrett doesn't have the fire Stuff would come out this week when he got a 15 yard penalty for losing it, losing basically, it, losing, losing it. his cool, and, and doing something. Now, I, I know that's not every game, but I'm just, it just seems, am I, am I the only one that seems no, that I, no, is, I think
1: people make a joke too? He's such a big clapper, and everyone likes no, him. Yeah, but, but that's, we th- that's we've covered th- that. Th- yeah, but that's not, doesn't mean he doesn't have passion and everything. It, I, I,
2: As I've made this analogy before, like as somebody who doesn't outwardly emote very often, it drives me crazy that people think that that means you don't care. Like it's just people react to things different ways. And, you know, I mean, first of all, yeah, Garrett, it's, it was really funny. Like, if a player had done that and cost the team 15 yards, everyone would have lost their mind and hated him forever. But Garrett emotes so rarely that everyone was thrilled to see him get mad. Not everyone. A lot of people. Pierre, peop- Freeport. Well, I, yeah, it's weird timing that this yeah. week of all weeks, yeah. like after he flipped out for the first time in his life, he wants to see more. I, I don't – I never understood that. Which I have the privilege of seeing Jason Garrett every day. And I mean, you can go watch All or Nothing and see what he's like behind the scenes. Like, that was such a great look. Like, he isn't like that when he's actually coaching the team. He's just an even keel guy on game day. It's never bothered me. No, I mean, that's what you want. I respect the hell out of Chris Richard, but it doesn't seem like fans are into his passionate routine right now because the defense is still struggling. And by the way, he called the whole defense up this last game and the game before and gave him a fiery speech. And guess
0: what? They went back out there and they still gave right. up more points. I mean, it, it, it. there is no right, no exact way that you have to coach. Like Coaching is you have to be true to who you are because if you're not, right. that's the other part. If you're not true to who you are, your players are going to look at you and roll their eyes. Like. Whoever Garrett is, he has to be true to that with his players. Whoever Richard is, he has to be true to that to his players. And guess what? There have been coaches in this league that have been very successful that are mild mannered. Yeah. There have been some coaches that have sucked, that have been like fiery and always scowling and, and going off on their play. Like it do- there is no one way that's going to lead to success for a coach. Okay. And I'm not it pretend the accountability need- is the part that's important. And I All right. think he does hold his players but- accountable.
2: I, Tom Landry was not like I was not even alive when he right. coached the Cowboys, but wasn't he like the most mild mannered? He dude? absolutely. Was. He wore
0: ever. a suit on the side. Tony line. Dungy. Tony Dungy okay. was notorious I for know, standing there and not never... really losing it. Certainly not losing it. People all right, let's are let's dismiss that yeah. part.
3: Let's dismiss. But let's let now we got a lot of people that are listening. They're like, all right, well, here's the real problem. Whether it's fiery or not, how about what is going on with this team? And from what you can blame the coaching staff is, is that. For whatever the reason, they're not ready to play in the first quarter. They got by with it with the Dolphins, the Giants, yep. the Redskins. They did not get by with it with the Saints, and sure as hell didn't with the Green Bay. So that is the problem right now. Is it, you whether or not he needs to be throwing flags right before pregame, I don't know. But whatever it is, like that's the issue. I don't know if it's if it's how mad yeah. you get on the sideline, but if we want to, you know point some fingers to the coaching staff is that these guys are not ready to play football
2: for some reason and it's cost them the last two weeks i've actually i've gone back and forth with that i actually i asked barry church about it on cover Four this week where i was like you know every morning every 9:20. morning at 9 <laughs> if 8:00. you want to watch thank you Derek. um <laughs> it's i i don't know exactly how to feel about that because it's like well they're not ready to play that's on the coach and i agree with that to a degree but then Dak throws a pass to a wide open Amari Cooper and it bounces off his hands and it's an interception. Like, is that the coach's fault? Like, because they zipped up and down the field throughout the first half. And like... What is Jason Garrett supposed to do about the fact that the player didn't catch the ball, or the quarterback didn't see the safety sitting on the throw?
1: The coaches can only do so much about execution. Which,
2: and I'm not trying to absolve Jason Garrett, but I really, I am conflicted with that because I'm like, well, the team wasn't ready to play; they fell in, into a 17 nothing hole. That's on coaching. But then you're like, well. I can pick out about half a dozen reasons where the players just didn't execute something that would have worked otherwise, yep. and I think it's a little bit of both. I, th- I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around when you are down thirty-one to three. There's and, no doubt, and
0: that always becomes the argument, even in situations where the players should have executed. Then you say, "Well, why aren't the players executing?" Right. It still is why the coach's responsibility. Balls? Well, not even just that, but just it still is the coach's responsibility to get his team in a position where they can execute, right? And yet they have to be accountable for executing and and doing that. But at the end of the day, it still always goes back to the head coach. It it begins and ends with the head coach. So, yeah, I I think those are all fair criticisms. I just get a little tired when people start going into the stuff that's the – the stuff around that—that's not the stuff that's important. It's and, it's the team and how they're performing and whether the team, the coach is getting them ready to perform I guess, at their best.
3: I guess you know that's a fair point because last week's probably not good to to say that about the coaching staff or whatever. Aaron Rodgers goes out there. Was it? I don't know if it was a three and out, but they punted quick. Cowboys got the ball and it was three and out. And the Cowboys got yeah. the ball, went down three or four plays. Cooper catches that ball. He's I don't know if he
2: scores, but it's probably first and goal from the inside the ten. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, they, they actually, yeah, and then they. It's not like they went three and out three times in a row, which actually happened in the playoff game against the Packers. Like they couldn't do yeah. anything at the start of that game. If you want to blame that on coaching, I'm listening. But like they literally, what st- they didn't play the right quarterback. Ooh, oh God, <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> just dedicate another show to that. But, <laughs> okay. They, I'm, kidding. I'm
3: not kidding, but I'm... They moved, the ball.
2: they moved the ball at will at the start of this game, and to Danny's point, could not get out of their own way. Yeah. I don't know how much of that reflects on the coach. Yeah. But he's still the coach, and if you want to criticize him, he's handsomely paid to put up with that. Absolutely. With the dinner. Comes with the dinner. It it comes. Comes with the dinner. Thanks comes. for
3: the call, Pierre. Yeah, yeah. That's not trying born. to kill you
0: too much. It's just I disagree with you, bro. All right, let's get a call. Actually, this is a tweet from Brian Stim. He says, Does Zeke look slower since his rookie year? And he makes reference to the fact that you don't see as many of those 60 yard bursts. He hadn't have those, those big, long runs. What do you guys think about him and, and
3: kind of where he is at this point in his career? I haven't seen that. It's true. We haven't seen that run. Um, no. Slower. Hmm maybe you know what he might be it's okay to say that he, he might be he's been hit a lot since his rookie year um, you find a lot of rookies like a, a lot of running backs that way when you when you go and you look at them in their rookie year and you come back and go that's not the way they are anymore i mean it just kind of happens not an excuse but uh you don't have to be that guy that makes all those long runs. I mean, that's not exactly why they they pay him. But you, it would be nice to, to break one
2: every now and again. And How many – I'm not I, – I don't necessarily disagree. I know this, which I hope the Zeke is fat narrative is long dead. I see the guy in the locker room every day. He's not fat. <laughs> he's like, not bad, he's no. in fantastic shape. Yeah. So – I'm just I'm legitimately trying to remember. I know Week Five, Cincinnati, 2016. He took it right up the gut, split the safeties, 60 yard touchdown. How many other genuine house calls did he make as a rookie? He I want to say Detroit or Tampa. Those games always he did, run together. He had a long one against Tampa. Yes, I think that's true. And down he the right had, side he line. had the 89 yard screen against the Steelers. I don't ever think of that as just blazing speed. He was kind of mm-hmm. bobbing and weaving. Same with the next year with the uh, yeah same, uh, screen passes 49ers. are different because you're following blocks and yeah. But there, there still is an element of speed oh, to there's that. There's right? an element of speed. What's to his longest run since his rookie year? I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Neither do I. I mean, I would. He definitely did it a few times as a rookie. He hasn't done it as much since. Has he lost a step? I, I, is Maybe. that about
0: increased attention? Like teams well, was, come into games now you. saying we're not going to let him do
3: that. I bet the longest run was the one he hurdled the guy in Philly,
2: <laughs> which would have been probably a 35-yard yeah, touchdown.
3: Yeah. Wasn't a touchdown. No, no, it would have been. Would have been. Yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe that's not his longest run. we will
3: right, we'll figure it out.
2: I right. yeah i I don't necessarily think it's wrong, but I I mean he's still. Plenty fast. I still, know the reason why. He's, at, he's he's leading the league in explosive runs, which coaches tw- twenty plus. No, twelve. That's the thing is, a coach's idea. You know, fans want to see forty and fifty yard runs, and that's fun. But to a coach, it's twelve plus, and a pass is sixteen plus, plus mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of those. So and
1: those add up multiple. Absolutely, each day, they you know. do. So, it's, it's so fun to see. Like, he the leads 40, the league this but. year, or
2: since he's no, gonna... just this <clears throat> season. I think he's got. I haven't looked since the Packer game, but I think he's got 15 or something like that. Like it's impressive. So yeah. I don't necessarily think it's wrong because he hasn't scored a touchdown from a long way away in a while. But I'm not worried about it either. Okay. I have a question for you guys from Devin.
0: Don't laugh at this. Think about it for a second before you answer. Are we missing Taco at all?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't. If I don't he know was, how you. W- if he would. was here, would he be active? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm, say, I'm gonna say no. No, I don't I, think so. I don't like I don't think that like talent wasn't the whole story there. Like there was clearly a rift. He was clearly in the doghouse. And no, it it's cliché but like I sometimes players just need a change of scenery and if, he, like if he had a 10 sack season for Miami, I don't I I feel like he wouldn't have done that here, you if know? If he
1: were here, would we be wanting to see him over Quinn?
2: <laughs> no. I don't right? think no, so. Absolutely not, yeah.
1: I mean, that's what it
0: And but they rotate their guys. I mean, they rotate their guys. So he would he would still probably still be inactive just because for whatever reason he had fallen out of favor with the coaching staff or at least the people that were making decisions as to how much he was going to play.
2: And I I think he probably was over them just as much as they were over him. And I just I think that's part of it. Kerry Hyders played well. Dorrance Armstrong had a sack last week. I mean.
0: So you don't think the, the talent at defensive end is the issue? They're just not getting sacks right now. There are other things that are co- well, causing that's, them not to get sacks. Right
2: now, I, I don't know. The last two weeks, I'm not super concerned about the pass rush. Like, they got to Bridgewater five times. Rodgers is a different animal. They still got him twice. And yeah. there were another handful of plays where he had to do something miraculous to avoid a sack. Lawrence almost killed him on the shovel pass. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're fine right now like seven, i mean i know that wasn't super convincing <laughs> i think they're fine seven, right now? seven sacks in the last two games and green bay was bringing anybody and everybody that could help deal with lawrence they were using receivers they were using tight ends it doesn't it doesn't worry me right now all i right. think okay. that'll be okay all right since his rookie year seventeen, eighteen, 17
3: 18 and 19 zeke zeke yep, right. zeke how many rushers do you think he's had over 30 yards over thirty. Uh, this is t- two years. Remember he had the suspension in i I'm gonna say three. I would guess.
1: Over twenty. Over thirty. 30? Over
3: thirty. I would guess
0: eight.
1: Five?
2: Three.
0: Nailed it. God, I'm
2: good. Really? <laughs> uh, only three? That's he has not done it a lot since the rookie year. In
3: seven two thousand seventeen, remember he missed six games. That was against the Redskins. And then he in last year he had a forty-seven. At, at home against Philly, don't remember that. I don't and then 41 that. against
2: the Redskins, also. Mm. He he doesn't do it often, and like you know, it, it doesn't happen often in the NFL either. Anyway, but like Nick Chubb just went 88 against Baltimore. So I mean, it would be fun to see that more often. But if he's leading the league in explosive, I mean, 12 plus yard runs, it, it's not sexy. Right. But it's it gets the job done. Like I'm not but, losing. And sleep. most coaches would probably rather have that than have a guy that gets you. Yeah, but. Every
0: Seven, so eight. If, but, but if what's you could have 30 plus if yards. you could have both it would okay. be pretty Absolutely. fun. Absolutely true. But but
3: it. what's the what's the flip side right now in five games there's the only team in the league that's got two receivers averaging 100 yards a game. And that's Gallup and, and Cooper. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're, he's not getting these big long runs because they're making sure of that, but on the on the other end these receivers are, I mean, some of these passes to Cooper with him just being wide open with no safety help. I mean, that's just a great route runner who's got deceptive speed. And once he gets by the corner, there's no one there. And the reason why there's no one there is because Zeke's not getting the ball going 60 yards, you know, so there's good and bad to it. I mean, I I get it. He might've lost the step a, a little bit, but I still think he's very, very productive. And I think that they're they're pay, they're taking advantage of it.
0: Do you think that's problematic though, from the standpoint that they're able to do that in the passing game, but it's not really hurting teams to the point where they're beating them? And I mean those two last two teams that are really good teams. Yeah, the Cowboys are saying we will make you pay for having mm-hmm. to do that, but it's not resulting in them getting enough to be able to get points. Do you think that that's a problem
3: for yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's other issues there too, but and, and and there's a cycle of of that like okay, Gallup and Cooper will continue to do that and then teams will not let that happen and then Zeke will have a big run. But so. will they?
0: If it's not ending up in in losses, then do, will teams say, "Hey, we'll we'll take the the big plays by them, yeah. but we also think they'll make enough mistakes to where we still can beat them. We don't we still not going to let Zeke get off."
2: Right. Right? I mean, I think yeah. I mean I think it's going to take a long period of them killing teams with the pass before they don't make Zeke their priority. I mean the Saints game is so weird because we
3: just know how it, how it is. I mean Randall Cobb. Let's say that pass over the middle. You know, let's say there's no PI or whatever, and he gets ten more yards. They they rush up there. They still spike it with one second. Ten more yards. They're kicking a sixty-yard field goal. I don't know if he makes it or not, but if they win. We're not talking about the same issues that were still there from the defense, still there from the offense. You know, Jason Garrett is a much different coach if they make us, you know, it always happens like that. So uh, the Packer game was more troubling, though, for sure. All right, we appreciate you
0: guys joining us. We are back tomorrow, 1145. Till then, for Nick Geetman, Dave Hellman, Danny Sarek, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.